relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. definitely heard it it was it was a lot of smoke yep what's up buddy how we doing clearing her out getting her started clearing the jams clearing the clearing the chamber yeah yeah sometimes overdo it almost overdid it (laughs) see a few little stars a little bit like that is when you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever held it? You almost pass out. Oh yeah. That's um, the the weird thing too is because I smoke, you know, cigarettes, which is bad. Kids, no one start it. But like when I take a rip hard enough, where like I'm like, oh, this feels more than I do when I smoke an American Spirit. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that. You know, looking back at that, probably didn't help or, or hurt my tolerance as being <laughs> the, the, the type of cigarette smoker I was, too, where I was just constantly like, no, yeah, and then, do you guys want to go run? We can go run, too. So people would be like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, ah, there's, science doesn't know yet. We're trying. I have no idea. I'm tired. <laughs> but let's, let's tell them. You just want to tell them what's happening? Yeah, we this. might as well. I mean, they, they want to know. So so here's what's happening, you guys. We're not allowed to. We were going to leave Slee to where he was. And he was, couldn't come to where we were going to come. And then Mike and I were just going to. We are just going to meet. And so in, in Garberville. And, uh. And we looked at it, and Humboldt's exploding COVID-wise, too. It's just... Because we started thinking about, we were like, well, how is it? And what happened, or this is what we're assuming happened, mm-hmm. is after harvest, people go gather. Okay. I mean, so... Well, and all the dirty trimmers are just... They got tons of money now. They've been on the side of a mountain, so they just want to go have fun and go out and do shit. We were going to be staying at a hotel, so I was like, I'm sure it'd have a bunch of leftover remnants of either trimmers there, relaxing after living on the side of the mountain, or just a bunch of growers going and meeting some dude from, you know, the East Coast to sell off their entire harvest. Well, that was like, the you mentioned the hotel. It was, first of all, the Airbnb situation in Southern Humboldt is, you guys... I'll be honest, it's hilarious. It's either like <laughs> it's either like seven thousand dollars for one bedroom one night and, and you're just like, I don't think you guys understand how this works. Or it's like very affordable, but it's like some retreat in the woods where like we we've never heard of Wi Fi. So, um and also you have to shit in the woods and a bear will eat it. But it's a cool place to like come chill out, and you're like, you're, "This is a cult. This is a, this is cult <laughs> tricks." 
So then I, I, because I didn't, I don't know, I don't know why I didn't think to look at for hotels first, but I didn't. And then I looked for it. I'm not gonna say where we're staying because we'll probably end up staying there. But the the like the way the rooms were set up, and I travel a lot, so I like hotels. I've seen a lot of weird hotels. Just the just how like first of all a lot of a lot of rooms with three queen beds which was one of the weirdest things of like they had a selection of three queen beds that's you don't see that a lot well you don't see. because you you need one of the queen beds to put a hundred pounds on top of while the two other separate <laughs> people who have the other beds will then go and pick over which pounds they want and which ones they want to you know it, it did seem I didn't want to say like drug deal, like like feng shui, but it had a vibe where it was like this is definitely set up for like groups of people, groups of men to come hang while stuff happens. The, the handcuffs on the shower ring, and it was crazy affordable. You don't want to take too much of the overhead off, <laughs> but we we are gonna stay there again. Because the website wouldn't let me cancel. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was a little mad, so I just called I called the front desk in Garberville. Sweet man answered, took care of me. Oh, God. I told him we were going to try to come. He's like, come back. You stay real safe, though. <laughs> I was like, you stay safe. And he's like, I do my best here. <laughs> he was funny. Um, I hope he's there when we get there. We'll interview uh, him for the podcast too. His name's <laughs> Kyle. If that gives it away, I hope it does. I hope that <laughs> gives away which hotel. I hope like Southern Humboldt people are like, oh, I know which hotel that is. There's only one Kyle in Garberville. <laughs> or they're just like they know which hotel the Kyle works at. He's like, oh, that's Kyle that works at the hotel. Yeah, I know that Kyle. There, there's also Dirtbot Kyle, and he's got math. <laughs> But we want to make sure that we still get good episodes to you guys. So yes, we're very excited to release this episode. This has been one that's been waiting. It's you know it's been one we've that's, had it in the holster. Yeah, we've had it in the holster, just in case. It's ready to go pew 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 at you. Well, it's okay. I've known this cat for, like, I've met him probably one of the, he's one of the first group of dudes I met when I first came up here doing stand-up. He was, he's really into roasting coffee, and I, I like coffee, um, so I would talk to him about that. He's an interesting dude. Um, they were, all the dudes are like, you gotta talk to him. You gotta talk to him. <laughs> and we were like, okay, cool. I, uh. It's and I've encountered what happened in this one before with my other friend, who we'll probably interview in other seasons. Uh, he'll, <laughs> yeah, he'll be like he might be his own side podcast if I could ever figure out how to. But the problem is like he tells amazing stories, but then when I push record on stuff, he stops telling the amazing parts, and he's just like coy about it. And you're like, I don't. You know that I was going to do that. So why did you invite me to? And I think 
what I've realized is like we've also encountered that with another person we've had to interview like three or four times <laughs> who I may or may not be related to you know whatever yeah where it's it's very we're like as soon as that red dot comes on they're like nah man I'm good subconsciously I think they've trained themselves to be like oh I don't we just don't say stuff like that when there's devices around which it's like is like a beautiful helpful. mind it really is. It's like a beautiful mind, the level of intellect. Like in the movie where the dude's just doing insane math in his head, this is the same thing, but just making sure that judiciarily they're okay. Well, it is like that, yeah, and they know, I think they hear the frequency pop on, <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then their brain's like, and that's enough of that. And then <laughs> they don't, it's not even noticeable. Well, it, it it kind of was to Mike and I because we were just kind of <laughs> like, man, you're not saying either. So you hear him kind of edit himself in this one. So Nando well, says, can we say his name? I thought we could say his name. Why'd you say that? Okay. Why'd you oh, no, I was like that. No, I was I was starting a sentence. We could definitely say oh, his okay. name. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was like. <laughs> I don't even know then what we're gonna call this episode if we can't say his name. Uh, but the way the way I interpreted your reaction, I guess it might have been on the Zoom too. But I was just like, "Oh no, did I?" Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so okay. Also, know while you're listening to this, and this is just directly to Nando, that after we interviewed you and we came back up to do the second round of interviews at Southern Humboldt. We ran into several people who asked us if we talked to you because you have the best stories, and I was so livid. Because <laughs> I was like, yeah, we did, and he didn't, he kept all of them to him. I mean, he this he tells some interesting stuff about the hill and how to, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying there's several times where you're just like, I just feel, I just, I think we feel like, I know Mike and I, and it's not even like illegal stuff I want to hear about. I just want to hear about fun, goofy stories. And what I feel, I feel like Mike and I feel like in this episode is those detectives when you watch them in that show, The First Forty Eight, when they're like, <laughs> they're like, all right, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then they just shut up. And they're like, ah, oh, come on, just say the thing. And, and, the, like, and the best part is all of his friends later on were like, oh, you talked to Nando? Did he tell you this story? And we are like, no. <laughs> yeah, they told us the crazy story. And I'm like, well, he's saying the stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, Nando, if you when we go back up, if you want to do part two and tell us some of the actual finishing parts of these stories, because... You just Some give of, us, I think that's how also we know too, because there's bits and pieces in some of these stories where we're like, okay, well, that's not a normal thing. He just said, say it like it's a normal thing. That's not a normal thing. Well, and we reference this in other episodes where we talk about how, you know, sometimes people just drop little tidbits of the story off and you're like, oh my God, what did he just say? What just happened? And they just gloss over it and keep moving ahead. So you know that when that's somebody's Tuesday, it's not a, there's gotta be crazier stories going on. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, I think in his head too, he's just kind of bored. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> he's probably seen a lot. So I get, I mean, as stand-ups, we talk about that sometimes where we're just like, we'll forget stuff and then people will bring it up and you're like, oh, yes, somebody tried to rob me in Des Moines one time. And you're like, <laughs> how'd you forget about that? And you're like, listen, I've just, there's a lot going on. I've been through something <laughs> It's just, but you guys, it is a fun episode, but I'm just saying you are, there's going to be several times where you're going to have this, this, you're going to feel like a detective on the first 48 where you're just like, just finish the, uh, and literally, not even like in a murder kind of like that, just to, just in a, like, there's more going on than what you're implying. And one of the nicest guys in Humble, one of the backbones I, of the comedy scene there. I love him. I love talking coffee him. I like talking to him in this. I just feel like it was just like, hey, come on. Give us Love you, Nando, and enjoy it. Do it, Mike. Oh, I thought you just did it. Give it up for Nando, guys. couple more to do before we have to head back uh i have that it's it's not the length of the drive that i'm worried about it's that we're going back into another world yeah and it is it's loud there gonna have to leave the humboldt curtain yeah we're we're gonna leave the the dining like the the stage here (laughs) it is weird because eugene i was born and raised in that world i Left it as soon as I could. Where are you born at? Los Angeles. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And you left at 18 and came up here? I was 20. 20? Yeah. So you've been, how old are you now? 40. So I've been up here 20 years. So most of your adult, your whole adult life? Yeah, pretty much. Did you come to school up here? Yeah, and I stayed up here. Why did you stay? Well, I I had a decent, well, I went back for about six months. And then I got a good job up here. And I was like, yeah, I won't. Want to get away from? What was your job? I <clears throat> uh, was a graphic designer for a newspaper. Nice. Yeah. So, did you you came up here for school though? Correct. Yeah. Did you know about this place? What What year was it? Ninety nine. Ninety two thousand one. Two thousand one. Yeah. So, were you aware of the did oh, marijuana yeah. have something to do with why you came up? Oh here? yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. So yeah. you came up here and you were going to school for graphic design. Journalism. Journalism. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, yeah, so no, I messed up. It so was, you don't see the future very well. No. We'll no, no, that. no, 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 no. No, when I got the tour, uh, a, 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 the person had just graduated journalism school that summer and was giving the tour, and I still didn't see it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just like, oh, okay, hey, cool. What's then. the tour guy's degree in? Journalism? <laughs> 
Okay, cool. All right, All right. Yeah. All right. yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no, just. So, and then you got a job <laughs> at the newspaper, not as a journalist, <laughs> but as a graphic designer. Yeah. He was journalism, I mean, Ming, with <laughs> pictures. No, he's not. He's a graphic designer. <laughs> I'm arranging a newspaper it, is making the headlines look nice. Yeah, is someone <laughs> making everything look even? Yeah. Yeah. That's not. Mike. <laughs> I'm trying to be on his side, make him feel like his no, I messed college up. career. Oh, he doesn't do it anymore, so he no. knows what. No, I messed up. I knew I messed up. So you're, you go to school here. Yeah. And then you got to go back. You didn't want to go back. No. So you got to go back. Mm-hmm. You come back here because there's no jobs up here. No, no, no. Like actual, like no, above the board, like little no. retail stuff, but no real career jobs. No logging and fishing, but I w- but yeah. that's not you didn't go to school for that. No. So, so you come back up here. Do you? How long are you at the newspaper? Uh, three, four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what did you do? Uh, when trimming you just you well, did you quit well, hold on let me backtrack backtrack okay. all you need let's, let's <laughs> just we want to get the full story uh so you guys are here at the club here in, in eureka yes so you uh right down the street is the arkley center uh rob arkley used to be a big hot shot in real estate all over the country uh-huh. and his wife wanted to run for mayor and the the time standard did not support her candidacy so he started a newspaper we've heard about this yes so he started a newspaper so they could support her candidacy to be mayor so hey we're gonna pay be paying 15 dollars an hour do you want a job uh, uh, yeah i don't you, so you went to the 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 new paper yeah i went to the new paper yeah that's that's yeah i get it so uh Hold on just a yeah. second. Some Humboldt happening outside. <laughs> <laughs> Some Humboldt happening in here. I mean, if we're being honest, hell, even the goddamn fire truck takes its time here. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's a lot to burn, so it's, it's not in that long. It's still going. <laughs> it's doing circles around the block right it's, now. It's finding parking. <laughs> it's what it feels like. <laughs> Sorry. Oh uh, man, that drove me insane. Sorry, you guys. So, so, so you you work for the propaganda paper, pretty much. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. I mean, yeah, but propaganda but always pays. But, but it was the democratic money. propaganda. So, so I was like, interesting. So, so like, okay, I'm a, I, I'm okay with this so far. I mean, like. And uh, Chris actually worked for the rival paper, the Times. Yes, yeah. We've, yeah, that's, that's what. That's how we, how we knew. About yeah. That's how we knew about this. Yeah. And uh, at the time, we were the last actual city with two competing newspapers in it in the in America. We we're like the last two. <laughs> then, uh, like I said, that guy made a lot of money with uh, real estate, and when the the housing bub- bubble burst. He sold a newspaper to, and uh, we we went to work uh, the night of the 2008 election when Obama got elected. So we thought it was going to be a new day, and I go show up to work the next day on Wednesday, and we hear the news that Friday is our last day because our paper has been sold. 
So I collected unemployment for until I ran out. And a friend of mine who used to work for the newspaper was was dating a grower, and it was uh, harvest season. And he's like, hey, you want to come up and harvest? So I went up there, and it was uh, 200 a pound at the time. Yeah. And, yep. Then uh, the next spring, he was like, hey, I need people to dig holes, do you? He was like, so. And that's not complicated no. work. It's not. I've, I've dug some holes. <coughs> Yeah. It's labor intensive mostly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But we were uh, also digging ditches, running lines. So, so you just got in because some hedge fund bought the paper and fired everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and a hedge fund's not the right word, but it Whatever, is what yeah. the fuck it is. Yeah. So they can change the term. Some rich asshole. To, no, it's a group of rich assholes. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> group of rich assholes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what, would, what, what would the name of the... Is that what it's called? Like a hedge fund is like it's... They, they hedge everybody's mm. money together, and then they – that's a different podcast, and I'll, we can talk about that later. <laughs> but that's what – and they bought the Denver Post and did some other yeah. stuff. Um, so that kind of – so an odd form of big money comes in. Yep. And leads you and destroys your livelihood and then points you into the hills pretty much. Pretty much. Now, what should the first gig you get up there? I mean, you've you lived up here enough at that point. Had you been avoiding the hills, or had you heard bad stuff, or you're just like, I don't have to do that? Or most of the trimming jobs were in town. Like the people would just, hey, just come over our little secluded area, and we would just trim at yeah their house. And that was never was going to the property. Yeah, yeah. So you were already trimming before then. A little bit, yeah. Just for fun, if like free, like side yeah, money. Yeah, well, like in, yeah, in college mostly. Gotcha. I, I had already graduated for like two years. Gotcha. Yeah. So wait, they, they would just have college kids come out and trim as like a fun college summer job type of thing, or? Did, yeah, kind of. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Was, uh, so you never felt any danger or anything there? No, oh, it was an arcade. I was I was growing up in LA. It was hey, you want to come to Arcata and trim weed? It's like, okay, sure. It's Arcata. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, when the, you lost your job and went on the hill, were you apprehensive and nervous? Because that's not Arcata. You're out. Oh yeah. No. Nah, well. Yeah, of course. But well, we were driving up. It was uh, we drove to Garberville, and it was like maybe two and a half hour drive into the. Up the hills into the property, and the first thing he told the uh, the guy who hired me told me was like, "Hey, people are not gonna ask for your name, and you better not ask for their their name." And I was like, "All right, cool, I I, I get that." Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's more protection for everybody, right? Yeah, I'm just like I get it. Nobody wants to know anybody's name for accountability. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. So when asked when people ask you who was up there, you're like, man, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know. There's and, some pay, there's some people up there, but I don't know who they were. Well, my friend had we I had a bunch of questions from my friend before we went up there, and uh, she's like, yeah, no, rarely do you ever see anybody out there. You know, you, it's a big property. It was like 20 acres or so, so I can't remember. Yeah. So you pretty much just stay in the cabin, getting high, watching movies, and. So how long were you up there? First time. Mm, two months. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you dig it? Yeah. Immediately? Oh, yeah. Yeah? It was beautiful. It was, like, quiet. Uh, <clears throat> and you were just high all the fucking time. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And you are just trimming? Trimming, yeah. 
just stacking money. Yeah. But you're not even thinking about the money, really? Uh, a little bit. I mean, unemployment had run out. I figured I was going to be able to find a job when I got out, but... Yeah. I mean, never happened. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, you're just chilling up there with, like, friends. Yeah. And so, what happens at the end of that two or three months? You come back down in the city? Are you weird? Yeah. Can't tell people anything. All of a sudden, I have money. But you've been gone for three months? Why yeah. can't you tell me? I mean, it feels like everybody knows where well, the fuck I you mean, were Well, I mean, I couldn't go into doing. details. It was like, like, oh, what were you doing? I was trimming, but they were like, oh, with who? Like, gotcha. Okay, I see what <laughs> you mean. I was like, mm-hmm. motherfuckers know what you went and did. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. not giving details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know for me, like, when I spent time on the mountain, <laughs> when I came down... Like it was funny for I it was like a culture shock kind of like yeah. I was like oh shit I haven't even driven a car in like two months now and I at that time I had to hop right on the five <laughs> to get back up to Eugene so like it was like this weird reindoctrinating into society type of thing seeing lights everywhere because you're just so used <laughs> to uh, headlights everywhere just just your headlamp and just like yeah. walking around and like that's it that's all you see and then like, turn it off and like oh where the fuck the world goes and turn back on it's like oh okay <laughs> then you get to society and it's like oh look street lights that's in the when you get off the mountain that shower the first shower off the mountain mm-hmm. oh, Oh, this is nice and warm. Yeah. <laughs> so you're taking cold showers for three months? Pretty much. Or or maybe one one a week. Cause yeah, why not? Yeah. Everyone smells like the outside. Yeah. <laughs> you can wear the same clothes out there tomorrow again. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we wanted a warm shower. You just leave the hose out and come back at night. I feel you. Because the sun, let the sun yep. and the rubber do the work. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Was was some wild stuff you saw up there? Excuse me. Wild stuff. What's some wild things you saw up there? Uh, you know, you, all the all the helicopters, and sometimes you didn't know if it was uh the sheriff or whoever, or it was the uh, the forest service trying to put out a, a forest fire that you didn't hear about. Yeah. So like oh. And, like, oh, shit, and you would hide in the plants, and it turns out it was some forest fire at another hill down the way, and they were like, I didn't need to fucking do this. I so, yeah, why would... So you, they were illegal grows, I guess you're on. Well, uh, quasi. It was, uh, you were only supposed to have so many plants per was this, property. Was this during Prop 215? Yeah. So this yeah, is Yeah, there was the, 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 the waning years of 215, like... Uh, we were still when when I my first year our first harvest we were selling it at two to three thousand a pound. The next year it dropped at like fifteen hundred. Oh, like in half? Yeah, because the, uh, it went it went from legal from uh, medicinal to recreational. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, there was some change at two fifteen. I can't. So, but you never felt in danger up there, only when the helicopters came? Well, uh, as far as getting caught, not really. Uh, what I was doing was like, 
they had bigger fish to fry. Like I was up here, like I had never made any real money. Nothing was under my name. I had, yeah. You know, like, okay, maybe I drove a couple pounds to LA or, or Vegas, but like not really done anything that would like, oh, okay, you're gonna bust me. What you gonna give me a year, year and a half? Like, yeah. But I mean, like from <clears throat> other growers and stuff, like danger. Our property was huge, and uh, don't. We had we had a couple of wackos working for us and a couple of drunks and like from them yeah I felt in danger but and sometimes when the owner would get drunk it was like okay you need to calm the fuck down you suicidal fuck yeah <laughs> so I was like okay you like okay you can't have a mass shooting without the media asshole like you, they need to be around it's not it's just you fucking crazy you really rage asshole so you would be out there in the middle of the night and the owner would get hammered drunk shooting guns and and just shooting guns drunk yep was it like fun shooting like pew, pew. Yeah, yeah there was like uh he would go put a, a coin up in a tree and like i uh, try to shoot the coin off the tree and <laughs> like you can do it sober all right and there it's, was uh it's amazing how much i've seen growers shooting plants yeah <laughs> like they use those like a weird target practice type of thing you know there's a uh, Another worker, the boss was gone, and he, he was trying to show off his aim, so he put a, a 22. He had a big jacket on, and he put the 22 at the, here at the crook of his uh, shoulder, uh, elbow, and uh, he, didn't, he, was a, he was a meaty fucker, so the bullet went right through him, and he <laughs> didn't realize until he saw the blood, and uh, we patched it up. So, you know, so he went Wait. to aim on the on the crook of his arm, and because uh, the excess skin, he's just a big dude. Well, I mean, it must have grazed him or some shit. But he had a big puffy jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> See, now, that, that's not scary as much as I, I would just be like, man, I'm just uncomfortable with everyone's decision making. It, it wasn't like I was scared. It was like they're not like they don't seem dangerous to, as much but as to like me. menacing, but like accidentally being in the way of them seems dangerous. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's like if your co-worker at Target was doing that, you'd be like, come on, guys. It would be like, it, it is the thing where you're like, I, where you're just even at your most outlaw when you're watching that, you're like, man, I just, I kind of understand OSHA at this point. If we're being <laughs> yeah, really, you do. You, yeah, yeah, we're just like, ah, just as a, not getting yeah. shot by a dingbat, which is yeah. while I'm growing plants. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird workplace type of uh, things. But that's a, yeah, and that's a different type of work danger than like, yeah. the greed yeah. and then the psychosis bullshit that... Yeah, that, that was, exactly. I know what you mean. Like, like they were a danger unto themselves. They, like, yeah. like, you can make bad decisions. We, like, we might get busted. Because you sold to the wrong guy, but... Yes. But, like, you're not going to sell to the wrong guy and have him come after us. like. Yeah, or just, yeah, murder everybody because yeah. you, you don't want to pay us a $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of shit. Okay, because, yeah. like, cause if, it seems like that period, from what I'm starting to understand, like, the Prop 215 period really made everything dangerous. Oh, yeah. Because it, the laws were so vague... Everyone was just taking it. It's so gray that people were just coming in and 
it was just like a gold, like a green rush, for lack of a better. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, that, that's uh, you could buy three different properties and put them on different names, and so it would look like you only had yeah so the, the legal amount of a plants, but in reality, you together you you had a huge ass grow. Yeah, and, and people were still doing gorilla grows. So, so you got that, and then you got that, and then. Mm-hmm. Just people from everywhere coming in. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody trusted the clubs at the time. Well, the very few, very few trust, and the clubs weren't giving good money. And the, you, st- there was still the, that outlaw mentality. You didn't want to go and tell people, "Hey, I grew this. this, this yeah. It's cool. It's like." So everyone is still black market. Is what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't. They. It, it all seemed like a trick because it was all unclear. And vague, mm-hmm. and why would you trust this thing? Yeah. Now, what happened? So you just kept trimming through all this. Uh, then I started uh, helping them plant stuff and everything else. So how long were you on the mountain total? Almost three years. Wow. What? Wow. Mm-hmm. So you just lived up there pretty much for three years. Yeah, we would come down for every for a week, every like two months or so. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What ended it? I brought family in. Family from LA up here, and uh, be uh, they weren't ready for living up there, and the culture shock, and uh, all. Uh, there was some bigotry involved. It felt like some people, or people, both sides felt like they were being prejudicial. Like, well, both of you comes from the slums of your world. Like, I, yeah, you guys never exposed so the same type of person just from different places yeah Yeah. pretty much yeah so they were butting heads a lot and uh, my brother-in-law got busted and he uh because my sister paid bail he my boss thought that he ratted so oh so like all right cool uh he didn't i could tell you he he he's on he's on probation and like so i was like we We'll just end on good terms because you know I, d- I didn't fuck you over and I could vouch you. And you're like, all right. And yeah. Yeah. How so it was just time to go? Yeah. How tense did that feel in the moment though? Being like, I felt like my at that po- moment because how fucking crazy he was. I was like, ah shit. He could. <laughs> he could really feel this one way and yeah. just go with it. The way yeah. he processes information is sometimes volatile. Yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, volatile. That's a that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, you're dealing with a, a volatile uh, yeah. substance. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, so you reference culture shock. What was it like for you, coming from LA and then ending up on a mountain growing weed? Like, how did it feel seeing your first huge pot plant? Fucking amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just one. Like, I. I seen people grow one plant in their backyard, and it was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Like it's, uh, but I went out there, and it was 125 in one spot. And I was like, "Fuck, it's amazing!" And like, then he's like, "All right, let's go up to the upper garden." I'm like, what? There's, <laughs> there's an upper garden? There's more? <laughs> what? Why would you? That's so much. <laughs> it's like there's always a part anytime. <laughs> 
An embarrassment of wealth. Yeah. It just made me realize like there's times when you first start seeing lots of pot like that. You're there's your first instinct and thought because you've just been a consumer most of your life. Yeah. You're is right, when yeah. you see that it's like how can I smoke? The, I can't smoke all that. That's how, how are they going to smoke all that? That's the, the, so the, much. The first oh, real pound it's a profit deal. Okay. <laughs> your first real pound. That's too much. It's what was it like seeing your first pound? Yeah, it was like felt like it was too much. <laughs> I can't get through that. How old were you? It was that 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 uh, fall. I was yeah. I guess at that time I was like 25, 26. Yeah. Yeah. You you didn't see a pound when you were going to Humboldt State? No, because we it was really small. Like we were trimming ounces. I see. Yeah, it was like, like, like buddies grows and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. What was what was going to college like here? Because there's kids from all over. What's the vibe at that school like? Nowadays is different. Uh, when I first started, uh, when I graduated, we had like the Latino graduation, and there was twelve of us. Uh, before this quarantine, the incoming HSU class was like sixty-five to seventy percent Latinas from LA. Oh, so I was wow. like, "Shit, I came here at the wrong time." Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I could have waited. Yeah. Yeah. You go back and get your graduate right now. Why not, right? Yeah. Well, I'm married, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> you still get your graduate. <laughs> <laughs> Just on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, it felt like going back in time, especially when you saw the hippies. You're like, oh, shit, they really do exist. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I'm sure the culture shock is fascinating. Oh yeah. oh yeah, it was like the food and yeah, and, and then uh, because like I I smoked weed, but but it had to be on the hush, you know. Like you you sometimes you didn't even tell your friends because some friends were like I don't smoke weed, I'm a drinker. Yeah, I drink mm-hmm. and like ah fuck that weed stuff. You're gonna get me in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then over here it's like hey, you want to smoke weed? You just yelled that in the room. <laughs> to, uh, where I went in Kentucky was not cool. Mm. I mean, any, I mean, people did it, but it wasn't. They still mm. thought you were a bad person. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it was fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you come over here, and and also you had a, a convergence. Of, you had a lot of kids coming from Alaska, and also from San Francisco. So and cool. We, that's a yeah. cool. That's mix a cool mix. Yeah. 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 And then I, like we had one person in our uh, in the building who grew up in a she called Eureka the big town because she from she came from uh, Laytonville. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you know like, no, we've had a lot of people on this podcast so far call Eureka the city mm-hmm. with a straight face. Yeah, it's and like, every time they do, I'm like, I just quietly say it's not a city. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was. Uh, but I do understand, and I was saying yeah. this. Last night, I do, after we went in uh, deep yesterday and did an interview or two, deep, like two hours in, uh, northeast, actually, and then came back, I do understand that feeling of, like, 
it does feel like you're in a different type of jungle, mm-hmm. and it's a lot because it's a, it's a different type of sensory overload. Yeah, you, you, there's, a, there's no street lights. There stops there stops being uh the the electric cables everywhere. And, uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you like see a the, different buzz. Yeah. Like, well, and I compare it. It, it reminded me. Of, I go to Alaska as much as possible. Mm. Try to perform, do stuff. Um, and the last time I went up, it was a couple, three years ago, uh, we came back, and it was, it was in the winter, and it was just, everything was beautiful and icy and quiet for seven straight days, do you mm. know? And it was just, you get very used to it, and you're just yeah. like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we flew directly back to L.A., and I remember okay. sitting, we lived at the base of this hill, and there's just, like, houses up the hill above us, and there's this main main road i remember sitting and smoking a joint like two hours after we get back from the plane and stuff and and just being like creeped the fuck (laughs) out there were people literally like above me around me and all that i mean i really got back in the swing of the rhythm real quick but Mm -hmm. there was like a couple hours where i was like this seems like a bad idea yeah and yeah yeah just hearing the city sounds and like no this the it doesn't feel right. What are you guys doing? So, and we've been talking about that too. There should be a balance, mm-hmm. an in between almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't live without both because if if you can, it's is, just not a healthy existence. Yeah, if it's too <laughs> sprawled out, you know, you're just what what's going to happen to our wildlife? You, yeah, you, it's you can't live too isolated because then <laughs> your ideas get real dumb. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and then you can't live too surrounded mm-hmm. because then you don't understand the way the whole thing works because yeah, yeah. you live in truly a bubble yeah. Oh, yeah. so some of the the greatest dumbest ideas i ever heard were on top of that mountain what were some of those ideas yeah, now i want to know the greatest dumbest ideas he's just like what if you know we're flying over georgia and i just strap on some weed on me and i just parachute into some sort of it was like, no, nah, dude, that sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is a terrible. I mean, as soon as you start going like, I strap some weed on me and I jump out of an airplane, you're like, hold up, you know about seeds, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're real tiny. You can you smuggle them pretty easy. <laughs> the wind does it a lot. That's how little they are. <laughs> so easy. Do you feel like when you first came to Humboldt that it was very welcoming to you coming from L.A.? Or was there a standoffish vibe to outsiders? Eureka and Arcata were, but the outside, uh, for different reasons. There's you know, some bigoted areas and some places where the growers and there's like, you're not supposed to see what we're doing, so get the fuck away. But do you think that was bigotry or distrust of distrust of... Outsiders, period. Uh, in most of the, the, the weed scenarios, it was just distrust of outsiders. Of yeah, we we don't know you, so yeah. You know. And I understand. Yeah, I yeah that I I I get. I was like, all right, cool. You yeah. come to my house and knock. I'm not gonna let you in until yeah. I'm like we can talk on the porch. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I understand completely. Yeah, because I, I it's just a theory I have. It's like in whatever industry there's going to be racist and it's yeah it's that percentage in probably every walk of life mm-hmm. and it's a stupid person 
is what it is. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Dude. And we all, we have a percentage of mm-hmm. dumb, stupid people and everything. And it's usually just ignorance. <laughs> so for me, you know, I grew up like right outside of Philadelphia and kind of the more city suburban type of life. And then when I first came out here and went on the mountain, like, I don't mean to sound cheesy, but like it kind of was a religious experience for me just because of how different it was than just being out in nature that way. Like, what did you feel that way when you came here? Uh, similar, yeah, going out the isolation and being mm-hmm. able to my thoughts and uh, just the nights were so clear, you could see the stars and the. Yeah. I remember looking up at the stars and just being like, huh? where'd all this shit come from? <laughs> Bunch of <laughs> it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is oh. funny. The, the mountain that I worked on, they had uh, bears. So they're always like, hey, man, so if you see a bear, run inside and lock yourself in there. And I was like, I haven't been prepared for this at all in my <laughs> life. <laughs> No, you have. (laughs) You have. Hey, there's bad outside. (laughs) Yeah? Okay, yeah. That's what it is. That's the same exact thing. Yeah. We had a little dog with us, so they're like, hey, if the little dog starts barking, maybe go inside. (laughs) Okay. Did it ever bark? Did you you ever? Most of us, we knew there was a raccoon or some shit. We could, oh, look, it's barking at the raccoon. But you get the right breed, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Like, my wife and I figured out that we have, we got a, we rescued a dog, a little puppy, and mm-hmm. I claim it's one breed, and she went, just for spite, I think she claims it's another. <laughs> but it's an alarm dog is what it is. A little, yeah, that's it? what they are. Yeah, and, yeah. and we, it, that's, uh, he's always going to do that anytime someone comes mm-hmm. around us, is he barks. And instead of yelling at him to stop, which we did for like two years, every time he did, like, Bob, quit, quit, <laughs> and keep barking. I was like, one time I was just like, hey, thanks, Bo. And like acknowledging he did it, <laughs> motherfucker stopped immediately. That, like, you got that. We you got caught it. that. Right, okay, cool. 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 And that's how we do that now, where I was just, I had to acknowledge, like, he's not being a dick. He's just, his DNA says, I have to do this for you guys. Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful, actually. But I just think that little moment where you're like, just let listen. Thank you. Cool. No okay. bears came. <laughs> okay, now, no, yeah, I agree. We should get the fuck out of here. Let's go. He hates the mailman. <laughs> it's the strangest shit. Somebody I had to was, move the mailbox. Somebody was explaining it's because the mail the mailman has uh bringing in mail from so many different places, they have so many different scents on them that it's confusing to the dog. Oh, that makes a that lot of makes sense. So much. So sense. like, okay, I, I believe that. Like, yeah. Oh, that makes That's okay. Crazy yeah. sense. Yeah. Huh. Well, figure that problem out. Figured out posting <laughs> and dogs. There's a great bit. I don't forget who does the joke where it's about. It's like, well, actually, it's maybe it's a cartoon. It's like, uh, they lose their mind over the mailman and he leaves. So they think they did their job. <laughs> then he comes back I did like, that. Oh, here he comes again. And then he leaves again. He's like, I got y'all again. You're welcome. Trying to test me Every right day now? he tries to kill us. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> With those bills. <laughs> um, so, so your family comes along. 
it, and you just realize more than anything else, like this ain't what it was. No. I've this phase of my life is done, kind yeah. of thing. So you move back into town. Mm-hmm. You got a little. Do you have like a little stash? Were you smart with your money? Not Be with honest. My, not it's, with my money, but with my weed. Okay. So, because we 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 had a, you know, here's your cut of the of the sales, and we could sell, and then keep, you could keep some of the weed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I was gonna smoke. Yeah. So I had kept a pound. So I just went out and sold it. Nice. A nice compensation. Mm-hmm. End of the day. Yeah. Did you sell yeah. it here in town, or were you like, oh, yeah, I yeah. know where this? Oh could yeah, go. no, I nickel and dimed it. Oh nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So you hustled it. Yeah. Got more than it was even worth. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I needed to find a job, so I was like, uh, shit, it might take months. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good town to do that in. A lot of towns, it would. Oh yeah, yeah. Be a little harder sometimes. <laughs> so then. You're, you're hustling for it. What do you do after? What's your post? I went back into the newspaper graphic design game. Really? Yeah. Just because it was comfortable? Uh, they were hiring. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a, most of the jobs I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> when you're looking for a job and hey, they that, say... I guess I'm a server now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you... you dip your toe back into it? Have you ever... No, not really. Yeah. Really? You walked off that hill? Yeah. And you were done? Yeah. Because a lot of people have that. It feels like it Yearning. grabs some of them. Yeah. Well, uh, I've lived in small places where I don't, can't grow my own. So I, I eventually, once I have a big enough plot, I'm going to grow my own weed. But Yeah. But not for retail. Yeah. No, that's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. And then maybe some retail. <laughs> well, yeah, there's gonna be leftovers. I mean, like, I can't possibly smoke the whole pound. I mean, I could. I'm gonna want some diversity. No, yeah, that's we've that's talked cool. about diversity yeah. before. We have talked about that. I need the diversity. Yeah. Um, I don't. I want it to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call us, text us. We'll, we'll get. We want to hear some more. We want to hear more of these stories that everyone asks us about. I want to hear it all. I want to hear everything they have. You to don't say. have to throw people. You don't have to snitch or anything. But you can just tell us some more meatier, goofier, crazier shit that people are coming to us about stuff you've told them. <laughs> so that is known uh, about in humble. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, we we're doing a we are because everyone's on lockdown again. We can't go. We can't even go. We can't even go sneak around Humboldt. That's how bad COVID <laughs> is right now. That's how bad. Uh, Mike and I had to be like, I just I 
I'm looking at their websites and it's just it's exploding. Um so what we're gonna do is we're on the Patreon, we're gonna do a smoking A. Smoking A Which is me and Mike and Slee. And maybe a guest. I don't know. We'll see if anybody's mm. hanging out. We'll see. We ain't promising shit, but maybe. Um, everybody everybody on the Zoom just went, hey, that that's a fun. good idea. Hey, hey. I like flushing uh, ideas out during the pod. That works. Might as, <laughs> might as well just do it during the fucking outro, Billy. Uh, just let's just do a let's do some brainstorming. Uh, but it's Sunday, twelve twenty at five thirty Pacific time, which is eight thirty Eastern time. And if you're in the middle time zones, you can do the math. Because you've always had to. Yeah, we're not no hacky motherfuckers doing 420. Nope. Doing 1220 at 530. <laughs> so, holler at us. Just It's on the Patreon. Also, on our Patreon. You know what? Let's do the... Uh, let's do the smoking A on just at all of Patreon. Yeah. Let's Everybody do that. Everybody gets to enjoy it. Yeah, let's do a smoke because we can't five dollar every tier, every tier, except for the ten thousand dollar one. They don't get to do mm-hmm. it. No, fuck the let's, rich. Let, let's, <laughs> if if you're a ten thousand dollar patron, you do not get access to. This is the only thing you do not get access to. So that's Sunday twelve twenty at five thirty Pacific time. Uh, it'll all be up on the Patreon, and everyone's gonna have access except for the third tier. Uh, speaking of tiers, the second tier are Grow Your Own Videos. Guys, Mike, tell them what's going on. It's just the coolest. So, we're talking to our buddy. He's been our buddy for a little bit now, but Justin, he was a Green Beret. He survived getting blown up, which is fucking crazy. And um, we wanted to give Billy some uh, competitiveness. Because you know, if you're ra- if you're the fastest person in the race, you're always you're not gonna push yourself, you're not gonna learn type of thing. So we decided to bring in a green beret whose organizational and SOP skills are gonna push Billy to his extreme. Listen, my tax dollars have trained this man to make me <laughs> a better cannabis grower. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get every every penny i can out of my tax dollars here um so that's what we're doing that's what we're doing and i'm excited i'm super excited he's first of all he's just a dope human being if none of the other stuff were true he's just a cool dude very intelligent insanely intelligent. it's it's i'm already it's like i immediately regretted Asking him to do it because well, he was like, "Oh, he's asking him and Mike started nerding out," and I was just like, "Just want to just kick my, I just wanted to kick the table over." I'm like, you guys stop it. You know how Billy's like, guys, just stop nerding out, stop nerding out. This dude is like, "Hey, this is kind of like this nerdy stuff I know." It's it's fun to listen to, but it makes me mad because I'm gonna have to try so much harder <laughs> than I was gonna try. But my weed's gonna be better. I'm excited about that. I was like, oh. He's already made my life better by being in this because I've organized other parts of my life just to make this one easier. And I was like, this, my taxes, it's paying off. <laughs> I knew I knew if I leaned left, 
I knew it. I knew it would all. It's just synergy. It's synergy, you guys. And I'm uh, really excited Mike. for our listeners to get to know him, too, because he is just such a great guy. So you guys are going to have tons of fun getting to meet him and know him. So It's the best. We're the luckiest. It's so cool we get to do this. You guys, we're all. it's just going to be fun. Grow weed with us on the Patreon. Everyone, that's tier two, sorry. That's only, grow your own is only on tier two. Uh, t-shirts, they're on their way. It's just a thing. You guys, I think... I think what happens is the quarantine is everyone that was a live performer now sells t-shirts. So it's been a real circus to get you guys the t-shirts, but they're on their way. We're very excited about them. Uh, Billy, everyone's like, you just keep saying that. Like, what if we just never get (laughs) t-shirts and we do this podcast for like 10 years? I'm going Um, to send everybody a pound of weed before they get a (laughs) t-shirt. Exactly. It was like... Yeah, no. They taught me to grow like nine strains of weed before I got my T-shirt. Um, <laughs> you guys are awesome, Mike. What do you? I don't care what you're growing. Go to King's Cannabis to see what he's <laughs> fucking growing. It's beautiful right now. It's stupid. It's like papaya shit. I'm not even gonna pimp it out. Just go to King's Cannabis on Instagram. Uh, find me at Billy Wayne Davis. Find us at Grown Local Pod find Mike at his stupid name. Just go to Grown Local Pod and it's on. Don't do it. We've moved so far past But we have new listeners. You guys wear a mask. It's not political. Wear a mask so we can start having fun and go into the interview and see you guys and tour and do all the fun things. We love you so much. Grow your own. Plant sweet.